Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Abgenommen bedauert. People think I spend half my life bashing other blokes, shooting and being shot at. It ain't true. I like peace and quiet, and I guard it when I get it, which is a lot of the time, believe me. If you want to know the truth, I spend half my life waiting. He's going to be late. He wasn't last, son. He may not come at all. He'll come. This is the worst part, isn't it? The waiting. He's just read that somewhere. It ain't true, Viv. Well, I, I, I think he... Here he is. You think so? Yeah, that's it. Taxi. You can see the light on the roof. Get the number. It won't do any good. The driver will be clean, like the last time. Stand by, Adam. Here he comes. Body snatch. Can you see what he's doing? Yeah. He's collecting the bag. Looks smaller than last time. It's a bird. What? That's not a fellow, it's a bird. How on earth can you tell? It's so dark. I can tell. There he goes. She goes. Shall we follow the taxi, do you think? Yeah, what's the point? We don't want our bloke killed, do we? And the taxi driver can tell us where he took his fare. You did get the number. Yeah. Seemed a pointless sort of exercise, didn't it? My name's Adam Kane, Kane, Kane. Springbok Radio presents Adam Kane. Scotland Yard. A cabinet minister had been kidnapped. The ransom demand was through before we even knew the bloke was missing. Just like the last time. Two in one month. This time it was Peter Manning, Postmaster General. 20,000 quid in used fivers. Random numbers. No publicity. He didn't seem to mind about the cops, whoever he was. He sent his demand to Scotland Yard. 20,000. It just doesn't make sense. Not much for a cabinet minister, yeah. Depends on your scale of value, sir. And now he has the money, just where is our postmaster general? He'll phone, like the last time. Oh, it's incredible, isn't it, how he trusts us. 
We could have followed him from the pickup, arrested him there and then. And the PMG gets a bullet in the head. That was the promise, wasn't it? Yes. Do you think he'd have done it? Yeah, I do. Perhaps he already has. Not a chance. Not this bloke. He's organised. And besides, he hasn't finished yet. What do you mean? Simple. If he can... Excuse me. Spencer Dickens. Who? Oh, yes, Superintendent. Yes, I see. Where? Right, I have that. Yes. Yes, thank you. That was Scotland Yard. They know where Manning is? Yes. We'd better go and collect him. Right. There's a car downstairs. Just a moment. What's the matter? What did you mean just now? They... They haven't finished yet. Like I said. Viv, it's dead simple. They, he, she, whoever they are, have nabbed two cabinet ministers and raised them back for 20,000 quid each, right? Of course. We wonder just, just now why they are so little. We'd have paid a lot more, wouldn't we? I don't know about that. Go on. Well, they did the thing by the book. Armed not a hair of their heads. For one big reason. They're going to nab another one. A top one this time. And this time, we're going to ask the old bleating Bank of England. How do you feel, sir? Perfectly well, thank you. They didn't ill-treat you? Not at all. Quite the contrary, in fact. Very relieved to hear that. It won't make the slightest bit of difference, of course. They'll be shown no mercy. They must receive the full rigours of the law. Oh, quite, sir. Both of them. The girl as well. Our soldier. Yes, sir. Uh, once we get them, of course. Get them? Only a matter of time, of course. You mean they're still at liberty? Oh, yes. Didn't you know? Well, I assumed that you'd captured them. Why else did you... I mean, I mean how, how did you know where, where to find me? They phoned Scotland Yard half an hour ago. Scotland Yard? They phoned the police? Well, that was the arrangement. When we paid the ransom, they would phone and tell us where to collect you. But the ransom? They must have asked for millions. 25,000 <coughs> quid. Cheap for a postmaster. Uh, we, we, we thought it wise, sir. They seemed pretty well organised, and we had no reason to uh, doubt that they'd kill you if we reneged. 20,000, you say? Yes, sir. Hmm, small, I would have thought. Yeah. Alters the situation somewhat. Hmm, somewhat. Yes. Does change the picture. Well, yeah, we must, of course, pursue them with every means at our disposal. Of course, sir. Did the papers have a lot to say? Not a line, sir. We maintained a complete press blackout. Oh. Well, well in that case, perhaps a conference might be called for. Conference? Press conference, of course. I'd have to clear that with my superior, sir. I don't think they're very keen on that sort of thing. Um, let sleeping dogs lie and all that. There'll be a trial when you catch them, won't there? I expect so. have to come out then. As I say, sir, I'll submit the idea. Let me know first thing in the morning, will you? Yes, sir. Mr. Postmaster General, sir. Yes, driver? Just where would you like to be dropped off? You sure? Come out yourself if you don't believe me. There you are. Uh, oh, I believe you, I believe you. Phew, look at it. Yep. 20,000 quid. Don't take up much space, do it? Add it to the other bundle, then you have 40,000 quid. Yeah, nice. But not nice enough. No. When's it going to be? We've decided to go through with it. Well, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Well, there's not much sense in setting this whole business up, taking the chances... Risk getting killed for 40,000, is it? Well, with inflation and everything, 40,000 simply isn't enough. No, it wasn't the way we planned it to stop now. The whole operation is geared to the big one. The big snatch. So, when's it going to be? 
Well, there are two ways of doing it, of course. Go straight in and catch them napping or wait for it to cool off a bit. Let them lose interest and then do it. The first way is better. Why? Well, it's obvious. We want to know who we are. But we're the same people who took their postmaster general and their minister of natural resources, don't we? If we wait too long, they'll forget and that won't be so easy. Oh, never easy. No. So you say, go straight in and do it now. Uh-huh. As soon as we can manage. The sooner the better. Right. When? Well, it depends which one we take. Pass me those files, will you? Really have to watch it a little, you know. That man was a cabinet minister. Yeah, you said. Gracious, what you said to him. Good thing he was too thick to notice then, wasn't it? You think so? Yeah. Thick is too short, Planks. Oh, that's all right, then. But for heaven's sake, be careful with the clever ones. Now then, just what are we going to do about these people? Scotland Yard are leaving the whole thing to us. Wait for them to do something silly. That's the easiest way. We don't know that they will strike again. Of course they will. You're so sure? I've already told you why. But next time they'll take the top man and ask for a million. The top man? You be One a... of the top men. Doesn't matter which one. As long as he's high enough and important enough. Adam, I don't think we can afford to work on that assumption. I think we should follow it up now. Catch them now. Oh, yeah. That's going to be dead easy. We must at least make an effort. I don't see why. Manning wants it. He wants his press conference. Think of all the extra votes it'll mean next election. Kidnap Manning, the courageous postmaster general. Oh, is that why he was going on about the press? Of course it was. Well, he don't run a country. He can't tell us what to do. No, he can't. But he's seeing Soper this afternoon. Soper? Oh, you mean... I mean the Home Secretary. He can tell us what to do. I think you're making far too much fuss, Gerald. I'm making... T- now, listen, Archie. My life was at stake. I'm one of Her Majesty's ministers, and I was kidnapped, abducted at the point of a gun. Yes, you told me. You, you can't let that sort of thing go on. It's in the hands of DI-6. Nobody said a word about not catching them. And what are DI-6 doing about it? I haven't the faintest idea. Well, they are pigeon, aren't they? Yes, but I don't read their files. I don't supervise their operation. Then you should. I certainly would. Yes. Yes, a go? No, thanks. <clears throat> Wouldn't mind another drop of sherry, though. Yeah, help yourself. Oh, mm. You think I should... Oh, glass. Go on out. Think I should uh, keep an eagle eye on the day-to-day files of our most secret organization, do you? Always supposing they let me. I don't see why it should be left to them. Why not the police? Surely it's a simple police matter. Keep it all above board and in the open. Secret organizations you know, for spies and defense and... and cabinet ministers who get into trouble. It's in the national interest, Gerald. And is it in the national interest to keep the whole thing out of the papers and off the telly? The public have a right to know that armed thugs are threatening their elected government. <laughs> it isn't funny, Archie. Yes, it is. It's damn funny. Public have a right to know. Keep that for the campaign speeches, Gerald. I'm a politician, remember. You want the free mileage, don't you? No. Wouldn't you? Well, I suppose I would. Wouldn't like to go through a kidnapping to get it, though. Mm, I did. Yes, well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll have a word with the chap who's handling the case. See how things are going. The thing is under control, sir. Yes, yes, sir. I'm sure it is. Uh, this your man on the case? Adam Kane. Yes, sir. I think I've heard of you. Can't ask for anything better than that. I'm rather glad you called to save us, sir. 
Oh, hi. Matter of the next victim. The next victim? We have a theory that they'll try again for higher stakes. The Minister of Natural Resources and the PMG were something of a practice run. And an advertising campaign for them. At least that's Kane's theory. I see. Yes, that'd make sense. Thank you, sir. Higher stakes, you say? Just how high? The very highest. We want you to give a bit of an hand, as it were, sir. Give you a hand? Doing what, exactly? Keeping an eye on the Prime Minister. All the while, I thought we were wrong. Well, I couldn't say why. It stood to reason they'd try again, whoever they were. And it was obvious that if they did try, they'd try for the big one. The biggest fish we had outside of Buckingham Palace was the Prime Minister. It was too obvious to be the right answer. But at that stage in the game, I didn't have another one. So, that's it then. Yeah, this one. Everything ready? Yeah, we'll get him tonight. How? He goes home from his club at about 9.30. Only he takes his Afghan for a walk. That lasts about 20 minutes. Security policeman's with him the whole time. Even while he's walking his dog? Yeah, but the dog likes to run and the security policeman doesn't. See what I mean? Hmm. Yeah, I do. Very clever, my love. Very clever. Tonight it is, then. I don't see how they can get near the PM. He's covered tighter than a bank vault as it is. Yeah, that's what I think. And who else can it be? Search me, mate. It'll have to be one of them. And they're all guarded. They've all been warned. We can't watch the lot. But we can watch the Prime Minister. Yeah. Lovely job. What's he doing tonight? Addressing the fishmongers in Guildhall. You're joking. Yeah. We sit in our home watching telly, I suspect. He hasn't got anything planned. Where will you be? Sitting in a bleeding motor car outside the door of number 10. I hope it has a radio. Of course it does. Probably don't work, though. There he goes. Guard for him. He won't keep the dog on the lead. As soon as he lets it off, I'm getting out. You keep up with us in the car. Is it going to the park? That's what I'm banking on. Can't go to the south gate. It's the darkest one that's always open. Well, there goes the dog. Wish me luck. enough. Right, old man. Through the south gate. Come on. What's the time? Ten bells ten. Not any study is still on. No alarm from the cop on the door and... Eagle calling Bulldog. Blimey. Boy Scouts, is it? Bulldog? Adam, they've got him. No, they haven't. I'm here. He's still here. Not the PM. You were right. Who's that taking me? Soper, the Home Secretary. 
call came through from the yard five minutes ago. They must have just got him. Last one we fooled of. What happened to his guard? You may well ask. Soper takes his dog into the park every night. Soper's a keep-fit fanatic, and the dog runs pretty fast. It's an Afghan. The guard weighs over 15 stone. And he couldn't keep up, yeah. So if that happens every night, why didn't they put another guard on Soper? One that can keep up. You may well ask. The ways of the special branch are not ours. <sighs> so they've got him. How much do they want? They haven't told us yet. They're phoning again in the morning. It'll be a lot. Yes, I'm afraid it will. If we don't get them this time, Adam, then I'm very much afraid they've beaten us. Who are you? Those masks are quite ridiculous. They won't help you this time. They've done very well so far, Mr. Soper. So I'm the big one, then, not the Prime Minister. Uh-huh. You're it, Mr. Soper. How much do you want for me? How much do you think you're worth? Not much. Oh, dear. Then we should have kept your colleague, the Postmaster General, shouldn't we? He thought he was worth a fortune. Yes, he would. And for your sake, I hope your government thinks a little more of you than you seem to. How much? Around million. Pounds? Pounds sterling. <laughs> They'll never pay it. They'd better. If they don't, we'll just have to shoot you, Mr. Soper. And I don't really want to do that. <laughs> They want a million. I thought so. The PM doesn't want to pay. Yeah. I wonder how he'd feel if he was a victim. Good thought. But he isn't. I wouldn't have minded if he'd said thumbs down to that twit of a postmaster general. Manning? Yes. Not a very good example, is he? Thought you were a department driver. Yeah, driver. Driver? You've thought of something? If... When they phone again, tell them we'll pay. And they must arrange their drop. What if I can't raise a million? Fill the case with newspaper. It doesn't matter. They'll kill the Home Secretary. They'll kill him anyway if we don't pay. Yes, I see what you mean. You'd better have a good idea, Adam, that's all. This is as far as I go. Right. Stop here, driver. He'll go smoothly. It has to. I don't want to lose him. Yeah... I've got a bad feeling about this one, Bill. Ah, relax, it can't go wrong. Oh, well, I'll be straight back. I'll be waiting. Andy? Yeah? Whatever happens, well, it's been worth it, hasn't it? Whatever happens. Carry on, driver. I'll tell you where to go to. terrible feeling I've been here before. Not here, but somewhere very like here. They choose their spots well, don't they? What's the time? Two minutes to. They'll be on time. I expect so. I haven't dared to ask. Did you get the money? No. Then what about that bag? It's full of the Sunday Telegraph. Oh, dear. I'd better get it right, then. You had. Here they come. What's the Taxi, of course. That's the cleverest after all. You know that the taxi driver never looks at his fare twice. You think it'll be the girl again, Adam? Adam? Now, where did he get to?
just hope the reverse is true as well. The passenger don't pay too much attention to a taxi driver either. There she goes. Up to the bag. I'll have about 15 seconds, I guess. Yeah, he doesn't look too happy. He should be. He's just about to get the night off. Yeah, what are you saying, mate? I'll have that cap. No time for the jacket. Out you go into the grass, mate. Right. Not a moment too soon. Right, driver. Off you go. You were wrong about your friends, weren't you? It seems so. I'm very flattered. I'll have to explain the million to the Chancellor of the Exchequer. Just as long as he doesn't have to explain it to the voters. Are you quite sure you haven't been in politics, young man? You have such a brilliant grasp of the subject. <laughs> Do I? Your methods are rather familiar, too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Uh, that'll be one pound fifty. That's a lot. You went a long way, lady. Yes, two pounds. I wonder if I should give this back. Nah. She's going fast. Not looking back. A bit too sure of herself, silly girl. Trouble? None. Here it is. Come on. Uh, take and get clear. Is he okay? Down sick. Happy as Larry. You ready to scarper? Yeah. I don't think they're far behind us this time. They're up a gun pole, darling. Right. Come on. Come in. Ah, back inside, both of you. Who are you? The taxi driver, darling. I've brought your change. <laughs> I don't think they would have killed me. But I'm extremely grateful to you all the same, Mr. Kane. Oh, think nothing of it, sir. They were a silly young couple with a rather good idea. They lived to regret it. Yes. It's a pity, really. They both had a brilliant future in Parliament, Mr. Kane. Oh, well, Mr. Kane, um, I should find something to repay you with, shouldn't I? Oh, well, that's not a bad idea. We can't accept anything, sir. We're paid to do the job. Spoil, spoil. Oh, well, I, I wasn't thinking of money, actually. How do you fancy a little trip... Mr. Kane? Trip? Yes. The foreign secretary is off to the West Indies. Should be a pleasant holiday for someone on his security staff. Maybe he's calling for recommendations. I'm afraid I can't spare Kane, sir. Oh. That's a pity. I was thinking of recommending both of you. Me too. Hmm. It should make a difference, shouldn't it, um, Spencer Dickens? <laughs> My name is Adam Kane, is written by Dale Cutts and directed by Margaret Heal. My name's Adam Kane.
Adam Kine. I've got this thing about birds. You know the kind. No feathers, just short skirts and long, long legs. And when I say a thing, I don't mean that I lose all my normally cautious, carefully trained reflexes because a pretty girl happens to walk past my office. Or do I? It was on a Tuesday, I think. My office door was open, and she walked past. I wasn't thinking about much of the time, just staring out my door across the passage at Viv's office. His door was closed. She stopped, looked at the number over the door, and knocked. I was still staring at the door that had closed behind her when the phone rang. Yeah? Adam? Who is she? Adam, are you busy? What's her name? The bird that just walked into your office. Mm, Tut-tut, leaving that door open again, are we? Strictly against regulations. And then more that, mate. She's smashing. Is she on the service or something? Well, now, you're quite excited about her, aren't you? She's not a relative of yours or something like that, is she? Why don't you pop into my office and find out? I want you to meet her. Adam Kane in... Come Fly With Me. Come along in. I'm in. Yes, of course you are. Find yourself a chair. Now then, a rather urgent matter has cropped up. It has to do with... (coughs) What? (laughs) Oh, of course. How very rude of me. You haven't met Miss Delroy, have you? Karen Delroy, this is the man I was telling you about. Adam Kane. Hi there, Adam Kane. She was sitting between me and the far wall. I don't know if she'd chosen the chair on purpose, but the light caught her air in a pretty extravagant way. Yeah, I didn't tell you about the air, did I? It was red. So is the postbox. But the colour looked better on her. The way she half leaned back and crossed those incredible legs gave the PWD chair a whole new meaning. Now then... The problem is our man in Geneva. It seems he has some particularly valuable information that... Adam? Hmm? You're not listening. Uh, Oh, uh, uh, what about him? That's better. Now, as you know, we're engaged in a round of vital talks with the Eastern Bloc at the moment. Are we? It's in all the papers. Ah, you told me never to believe them. Well, be that as it may, our team in Geneva is progressing very slowly... It seems to be another deadlock. Yeah, not very exciting. Until today. Miss uh, Delroy here is an A-grade courier. She arrived half an hour ago with some pretty vital information. For us? Or the CIA? What? He means the accent. Don't you, Mr. Kane? Well, you don't sound like the usual courier. Come to think of it, you don't look like one of them either. Thank you. It's quite easy to explain... Miss Delroy is an American citizen. She happens to work for us. 
It isn't that unusual. It can't be because we pay her more than they do. No. My mother was English, and I don't happen to go along with the American way of life at the moment. All of which is quite beside the point. She has a message from Pendip. Oh? Our man in Geneva. I do wish you'd pay attention, Adam. Sorry. The talks have almost broken down again, as I said a moment ago. This morning, Pendip was shown certain information that could swing the whole business our way and save the talks. He sent Miss Delroy here to tell us. The PM has to have the information by six o'clock tomorrow night or... Well, we lose again. But I thought you said she was the courier. Didn't you bring it with her? That's just it. I didn't. Pendip has memorized it all. It's quite authentic, but he can't commit it to paper. He has to see your Prime Minister in person by tomorrow evening. I'm sending you back to Geneva with Miss Delroy. Together you have to bring Pendip home. On the Air Britannia flight? No, it shouldn't be too hard. You fly there by Air Britannia, but you don't come home the same way. No, we don't. The Russians can't suspect we know anything. They're watching Pendip. If they think he's bringing anything home with him, they'll call off the talks and go home. We want to surprise them. So we pack a couple of rucksacks and hitchhike back. That'll surprise them. I've no doubt. But you'll be several weeks too late. I've arranged with the private pilot in Geneva to fly you back in a light plane. You catch the Air Britannia 361 in just under three hours. You'll be in Geneva at 4.15 GMT. The plane takes off from there at 5. You should be back here by 9.30 at the latest. Do you need any time to pack? For an eight-hour trip, do me a favor. I didn't think much of flying. The big Air Britannia jet was a, a bit like catching a luxury bus, but a tiny private plane flying at night through the Swiss Alps was another thing altogether. Still, I'd have the lovely car and Delroy to hold me head if I got nervous. Things didn't seem so bad after all. I left Viv in his office, collected my passport and climbed into a cab. Karen was already in it. I started to give her the warm hello. But when I saw she wasn't alone... Don't hang about with the door open. There's a draft. What are you doing here? I got your tickets. Oh, seeing us off then. That's nice. Heathrow, driver... Yeah, they've introduced us. Yeah, that's right. <clears throat> right. Well, I must say I was surprised when he first gave me the job. Now I'm not so sure. What job? Protection. I'm coming along to look after you. Well, I don't think we'll get into much trouble between here and Heathrow. Neither do I. That's why I'm coming all the way to Switzerland. And back. <laughs> Funny thing about Viv, he will keep on trying to prove that he's got a cracking sense of humour. I bet he was up in that dingy little office right now, sipping tea and laughing his little well-bred nut off. I mean, Jane Ampton was one of my favourite birds, and you don't get many of her sort in this business. Tough as nails, smashing to look at, the kind you don't mind having on your side in almost any situation. But right then, I wish she was anywhere else in the world. I mean, she had this funny, possessive thing about Adam Kane. 
I could see that Karen Delroy wasn't impressed. Air Britannia announced the departure of their flight 361 to Geneva. Will passengers please proceed to Immigration and Customs Hall 6? Fag, Adam. Hmm? Fag. Cigarette. Well, the light's gone out. We can smoke. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Help yourself. Hmm. It's not very gracious. Uh, did you arrange the seating cards? Well, that's the way you like it, isn't it? I mean, you always said you prefer the RC. You said the windows make you nervous. Light. Hmm? A light for your fag. Oh, Tom. And, uh, Corin enjoys the view. I mean, she practically told me so. Well, I don't mind sitting here in the middle. I can talk to you all the way, though. Just like old times. We haven't got to wait for bags or anything. We can go right through. Fine. There should be a car waiting. Mr. Spencer Dickens said... Oh, yeah, there he is now. There, who is? Manfred. He's the pilot who's going to bring us back. Manfred, over here. She likes the world to know we've got here, doesn't she? Careful, it's starting to show. What is? The green in your eyes. Adam, (laughs) this is Manfred. He's got a car waiting. Ah, through here, please. Ah, Another lady. I didn't know. This is Miss Hopkins. Hampton. Jane Hampton. Oh, allow me, Miss Hampton. The bag looks to be heavy. Oh, thank you. Yes, you'd better take that for her. She's not very strong. Just getting over a long illness. Her husband asked me to see that she didn't pick anything up. Oh. <laughs> you better take my arm then, hadn't you, Adam? Just to make sure I don't clout you with it. And in that jolly little frame of mind, we rode into central Geneva to find Bendit and the world-shattering information. He was waiting in the safe house. So, to get to him, we had to drive around half of Geneva to shake a non-existent tail, park the car three streets away, and walk. This is the place. Well, I'm glad to hear that. My plates are just about done in. You're what? I wouldn't bother. Uh, He's expecting us. Inside, please, quickly. Who's that? Karen, are you back? Yes, sir. Back. And I brought the MI6 people. Kane, good to see you. Wonderful. Now we can get moving. Manfred, is the plane standing by? All is ready. Are we still secure? I think so. Were you followed? No, nothing. KGB are concentrating on the peace talks. The man at the airport must have missed you. Good, good. Oh, that's marvellous. We can walk out without any trouble. Uh, I'd like to think so, but I doubt it. I think they must try and stop us. They know I've got the information. They know I disappeared as soon as I got it. Charming. Who's the man in charge? Voltov, I think. He seems to be the ranking officer in town. Voltov. 
And he's no fool. Will he know about the plane, Adam? He won't know, but he'll guess. And he won't be taking chances. Mm, the plane is at a private field. The KGB do not know it. And the flight is not registered. We will be safe. I certainly hope so. Well, we'll soon know, won't we? Blimey, Adam. It's not warm, is it? No. Me and my big mouth about travelling light. I didn't even bring a coat. Well, Manfred says the plane's got a eater. Be all right once we're in the air. Uh, sometimes I'd rather stay down here and freeze. Please to get in now, please. I'm ready to go. Well, come on, Adam. Yeah. I don't like the way he said that, you know. What? Ready to go. I'm not ready. Not by a long way. All right, girl, after you. Close, close the door, please. Over here, Adam. This seat next to me. Yeah. Well, that's better. I'll bet it is. Don't you radio a control somewhere to tell them we're taking off? Of course not. That's the whole point. This is a clandestine flight. It isn't registered with any controller. Yeah? Oh, that makes me feel a lot better. Manfred's an excellent pilot. We'll be quite safe. Have you flown over the Alps at night, Adam? No. You'll love it. There's an enormous moon tonight. It's going to be quite beautiful. Yeah. If I can open my eyes long enough to see it all. You sure about that, Malcolm? Quite sure, sir. We've infiltrated the KGB in Geneva. The man's been very reliable in the past. And he says they know about the plane and the field. They must have found out too late. Why? We've had a prearranged signal from Geneva. They've taken off on schedule. The plane's airborne. Yes. But is it getting to stay that way? Can you see out there? Oh, yeah. For miles and miles. It's quite beautiful. And the plane? Does that look all right? <laughs> of course. I can see the whole wing and the propeller. Yeah, but is it turning? Just the propeller. We are nearly out of the Alps. From that will be simple. We will be soon the... What's the matter? Manfred, what is it? Evil hair gone away from Blitzen. The engines. They've been sabotaged. They are dead. You, you mean we'll have to land down there? Land in the Alps? No, Fraulein, we are not going to land. We are going to crash. The funny thing was the silence. None of us said anything after that. The engines were dead, and the thin alpine air shrieked through the bits and pieces of the plane as we went down... Caron was right. There was a big, wonderful moon that lit up the peaks and the valleys and the deep white drifts of snow. I almost wished that it didn't, because I didn't really want to see. Adam, we've had it, haven't we? Let's wait and see. Manfred, can't you do something? Leave him alone. He's doing his best. Well, he'll have to do it soon. We're nearly there. Here we go. Spencer Dickens? Malcolm here, sir. Any news? They're hours late. Yes, sir. Not good, I'm afraid. What's happened? 
The Air Force has been doing high-level recce on their route with infrared searches. Highly illegal, of course. Well? They're down. Where? The edge of the French Alps, not far from St. Claude. St. Claude. Hmm. Yes, I know where that is. It's after ten, sir. I know the time, Malcolm. Yes, sir, of course. I just thought, well, the PM and the meeting, if he's still alive, I mean, Pender isn't going to make it. There's still a chance. We're going to need the Air Force, a helicopter. But, sir, the, the French, I mean, how, how we do you... We aren't at war with them, are we? No, sir. But... We'll use the French Air Force. I still have a friend or two left in the right places. Stand by to leave at once, Malcolm. Yes, sir. We must get Pendip to that meeting. If he's still alive. Adam? Adam, you all right? Uh, Yeah, I think so. Just get this (coughs) thing off my legs. Adam? Walk my, my leg. It is... isn't broken. I've had a look. Uh, where's Pendip? Over here. Huh? He's alive, Adam. Unconscious. But I don't think it's serious. He's breathing steadily. Oh, oh no. She's found Manfred. Dead? Yeah. He didn't have a chance. I found some blankets in the back. We're going to need them. Yeah. Better get one over Pendip. He's the valuable one. Adam, do you think we'll get out of this? I don't know, love. We must be miles from anywhere. We are. I think our clothes the nearest. We must be in France. Sure. We could be on the moon for all the difference it'd make. There wasn't a recorded flight, remember? They don't even know we've crashed. Someone does. MI6. They want Pendip, and they want him badly. He's got enough information to stop the next world war. They'll find us. Do you really believe that, Adam? If I say it often enough. Well, then don't stop. Might work. That's the nice thing about girls in this business. They don't go to pieces when it gets bad. Jane pulled the blankets out of the little box in the back and wound Pendip up into one of them and Karen and I pulled poor Manford away from the shattered control column. And we covered him up with the snow. It didn't make us feel much better, but it looked tinier. And then I thought of something. I'm starving. Yeah, so am I. The last thing I ate was that plastic rubbish on the jet. Over. Is there any nosh in this kite, you think? No, nothing. I've looked. Bottle of brandy, though. Well, that wouldn't do any harm. Adam, do you think we ought to? Why? Is it after closing time or something? It wasn't that funny. I was just thinking. The Alps, look at them. Yeah, very pretty. People pay thousands to play around in that lot, and we've got it all for nothing. I don't know. For all we know, there's a little bloke with a roll of tickets just over that hill waiting for us. What's the time? A quarter past, sir. A quarter past what, Malcolm? Oh, uh, eleven, sir. Not too bad. We should be there by two, back again by five at the latest. Yes, sir. Smile, Malcolm. 
It isn't the end of the world, laddie. Not yet. Recky couldn't be sure, sir, but they said it didn't look good. The, the crash, I mean. Nonsense. We had Pendy Pampton, the Delroy girl, and Kane in there. Excellent people. They'll be all right. Yes, sir. How far to this helicopter place? Another two miles, sir. Excellent people, the French. They have a very civilized attitude towards red tape when it suits them. I must say, sir, it was a stroke of diplomatic genius to get them to do all this for us. I mean, border control waved, Air Force helicopters standing by. <clears throat> Malcolm. Sir? If you promise to tell no one, no one at all. Yes, sir? I'll let you into a little secret. Yes, sir? It wasn't really my doing. It was the Prime Minister. Hello? I, uh... I came over to see what you were looking at. Well, I was, uh... Trying to work out where we were, which direction to start walking if we had to. Uh, that away, down the mountain over there. That's almost due west. That should take you straight to Saint Claude. You been here before, then? No, I I worked it out. It's quite simple when you know the prevailing wind for this district is invariably a northeaster. Go on. Then why has the blasted wind changed direction three times in the last hour? I. What? Has it? Never mind, love. I try a little busk of me own sometimes. It does wonders for the morale. <laughs> you know something, Adam Kane? You're quite something special. When we get down there, Anna? I'm going Come over here, Adam, quick. Oh. Come on. What's up? What's the matter? Adam, it's Pendip. He's getting worse. Blimey. Is he still out? No, he's awake, but his breathing's gone all funny. And his temperature's going way up. Uh, Carl, you know anything about medicine? Nothing. <laughs> Ken. Ken, is, is that you? Yeah. Hello, Pendip. How are you feeling? I'm not feeling anything. Anything at all. <laughs> that isn't quite true. I've, I've had it then, have I? Yeah. I'm afraid so, Pendy. You won't last much longer. Someone will pull us out of here. Can you get the message to the Prime Minister? You mean you're going to tell me the whole thing? It, it shouldn't take long. I've got enough time for that. You've had mnemonics... Haven't you? Have I... What? I have. Mnemonic training. I'm an A-grade courier. And you better let him tell you. Why? Better leave us, Kane. Two of you confuse me. Yeah, okay. Poor old bloke. Go on, Adam. Getting sentimental. Always have been. Especially about dying. I've seen you kill enough people. You didn't look sentimental then. Not him. Me.
Won't be long now, sir. Good. Just look at it down there. Do you think we'll find them in all that wilderness? Well, the pilot sounds very confident, sir. That's because he doesn't know what's at stake. Adam, we can't stay here. I'm going to start walking. Why? Well, if we're going to die, I want to fight a little bit. Yeah. All right, I'm with you. Let's get a few things. Well, change your mind. Built up! Now, look here, just... Listen! What? Helicopter! Hey, you're right. They'll get Pendip out after all. No, they won't. What? He's dead. Did he tell you everything? Yeah, he did. Let's hope I remember it all. <laughs> With the look on Viv's face. Yeah, worth it all. Well, nearly all. He loves doing his little bit. <laughs> Corin isn't too bad after all. You know, Adam, I quite like her now. That was quite a trick. She must have remembered pages of stuff. Yeah, enough to make the PM happy and save the talks. Yeah, I suppose it was worth it. I'm glad about one thing, though. What? The Viv sent her back to Geneva. She's nice, but, well, she's there, and I'm here, with you. Nah, couldn't fancy a bird like that. Brain like hers. I mean, you could never trust a bird who remembered every silly little thing you said at the wrong moment. What silly little things, Adam? Come over here and find out. My name is Adam Kane. Is broadcast each week at this time with Don McCorkendale as Adam Kane. The series is written by Dale Cutts, produced by Margaret Heal. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Now, sir, already we are commencing from letter A in the score. People of the company, you are ready for letter A. Such manners. It used to be, yes, maestro, no, maestro, whatever you say, maestro. Now it is only ready. Very well. Mr. Fowler, you will remember that you enter the moment the curtain rises. You do not hear the orchestra yet. You carry in the girl in a high extended lift. And when we see this, we are ready to start with the music. Do you understand? Yes. Very well. Lower the curtain, please, to stand by. 
gentlemen. On my signal. Take up the curtain. Why you do not carry her on as I ask? I can't, Maestro. She's dead. Adam Payne in Death Dance. Close the door behind you, Adam. We're the only two in here. Well, I'm not complaining or anything. I don't mind a night at the ballet, especially when the boss is paying for it. But you think there's an ulterior motive? Bound to be. Quite right. Shh. Let go the lights. They're about to start. Look, the captain's going straight up. What happens to the overture? This ballet doesn't have one. The boy carries the girl on, and then the music starts. Yes, you're right. Here they come now. And there's your music. Honey? What is? Oh, I saw this one last week. The girl's usually Camilla Ward. I wonder what happened to her. I can tell you that one. She's dead. Hey? You heard. They killed her this afternoon at the final rehearsal. Who did? Not sure yet. Please, what's going on, mate? We put an agent into the company a couple of months ago. Why? Simple Adam. There's a Russian spy working from the company. I need to know who it was. Blimey, nothing sacred, is it? You found out yet? No. Why not? Your bloke's had a couple of months, you said. Not bloke, Adam. It was a girl. Was? Yes. It was Camilla Ward. Poor girl. That's the one, Adam. Have a look at her. Have I got to? The doctors can't tell me how she died. And I might be able to. Well, you're an expert on the Russians' nasty little tricks. You see? Look. There isn't a mark on her. I mean, she could have had a, an heart attack or something. She didn't. No, mate, you're right. She didn't. Have you found something? Yeah. It's the needle gun. The what? Little blowpipe thing. Works off a compressed air cylinder. Fires a tiny needle. Poison? Yeah. We're one of those uh, curare-type things. Kills you faster than a bullet. Charming. So, it looks like you'll have to find another tame ballet dancer. Who's the new sucker going to be? Funny you haven't guessed that already, Adam. I don't like looking at dead people much. Especially a pretty girl like Camilla Ward. The poison hadn't made much difference to the beauty. She looked like a statue. The room was ice cold. I had my back to Viv when he fired that last remark, and he sent the little ears on the back of my neck into a spasm. You're a ballet fundy, aren't you? Quite natural. I'm not a dancer. Well, that's all right. You're going to be a stage manager. They need a new one for the tour. To her? Where to? Ah, well, that is the major problem. If we don't get our spies soon, we're going to lose them forever. 
very embarrassing. I don't get that. It's quite simple. The company leaves on Saturday for Moscow. Look, 
Give me a hand, will you? What? They've lost my bag. The plane's going in a minute. My... It's got all my shoes in it. The plane is... My bag. I can't dance without shoes. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, I'll try and... Come on, Belinda. Here's your bag. Oh. Look at the rest of your junk. Oh, that's all right. Thanks for all the things. Pleasure. I haven't met you yet. Adam Kane. I'm on the safe side. Oh, I know what you do. I saw you the day you arrived at the theater. Yeah? I'm glad you're coming with us. We can have a lot of fun. Put him down, darling. You don't know where he's been. Oh, don't be feline, David. You're okay, aren't you? Yeah. I'm part of the stage stuff. But don't you think you ought to be doing something? Like what, mate? Like working, mate. Those are our bags. You can get them to customs for us. And then again, maybe you can get them there yourself. If you can carry ballerinas over your head, a couple of cases shouldn't give you a double earlier. <laughs> That's not going to help, Ken. You might just have an unhappy time in Moscow. Oh, come on, David. They're calling us. Bye, Mr. King. See you soon. Have you seen him? Oh, it's you. Over there, in the dark coat. Yeah, I've seen him. I know, Wilfred. He has a very interesting hobby, Mr. King. Oh, yeah? He kills people. <laughs> trooped out onto the Heathrow tarmac and filed into the big plane. The company was a brightly coloured crocodile of giggling dancers. Three of us brought up the rear. Each pretended like mad that the other two weren't there. First, Sasha Deodol, slouched in a camel hair coat, nervously wiping the long strands of silver air out of his eyes. Then me, and right behind me, I could hear the jaunty little steps of the other Russian. The killer from the KGB. Sergei Fyodorovich Volpi. I risked a little wave as we took off, just in case Vic was still there. I didn't want him to think I was down hearted. I was about to unclip the safety belt, light a fag, and order a double scotch. When he plumped down in the empty seat next to me. You don't mind? What do you want, Baltic? A uh, little talk game. What about? Uh, how do we diplomats put it in your language? Um, subjects of mutual interest. You can talk if you want to. I don't have to listen. It will do you much good to cooperate, Ken. Do not forget that in Moscow your intrepid MI6 cannot come to your aid. I'm a ballet stage manager. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm a prima ballerina. <laughs> we would normally declare you a prohibited immigrant, Kane. You and the defector, Diodov. Unfortunately, in terms of the Arts Festival Constitution, we must welcome you. Do not think that this means we will not be watching you every minute of the day. Uh, you had a confused idea about there being a spy in this company. A Russian spy, yes? No, I just fancy the dancers. There is no such spy. I should know, Kane. The girl who was killed was not killed by us. If you wish to stay alive, Kane, you should seek elsewhere for the killer. You give me this for nothing, or do we pay you? <sighs> what a pity, Kane. I have great respect for you. The third force knows your capabilities. You should accept what I tell you in good faith. Never forget that we have placed a price on your head. Half a million rubles, isn't it? And the fact that you are with the English Ballet Company will not prevent us honoring our obligation should anyone succeed in killing you. 
It wasn't going the way I planned it. My cover had been blown all over the place, and I wasn't sure just who had picked up the pieces. If such a day Adolf hadn't been fooled, there might be others just as bright. And someone in the company had killed Camilla Ward. Killed her with a gadget invented by the KGB. In talking to those gentlemen, they were there in force to meet us. There were festival officials, press, tourist guides, hotel receptionists. Each one of them a professional. And each one of them with that knowing smile that said, I know who you are, Adam Kane. I think I wanted to go home. It was December and it was cold. Who is it? Belinda. Can I come in? You're Belinda? Oh, sorry, I thought you knew. Belinda Graham at the airport in London, remember? And the girl without any shoes. Oh, room's much bigger than ours. Ours? Hmm. We've all got to share it. It's a terrible nuisance. Well, I suppose it must be. Still, if I feel cramped, I can always come and talk to you, can't I? <clears throat> if you choose your moments carefully, yeah. Is it true that the room's about? Probably. It's an old Russian game. You got some paper? Hmm? Over there. Mm, thanks. I want to write a letter home, and there isn't a scrap in our room. We've got a lot of spare time, have we? I mean, we've got to rehearse every day and perform at night. How else are we going to see the sights of Moscow? I'm dying to see everything. I mean, I've never been out of England before, except for a trip to Biet once. Thanks for the paper. See you at theatre tonight, hmm? Mr. Perfume, a confused cane, and a scribbled note on the desk. I walked over and looked at it. It said, Free Ferdy, the Katarsov Memorial, Novinsky Prospect, south side near the lake. For a girl who'd never been further than Tiet, she knew a lot about Moscow. Planning to go out, Mr. Kane? Yeah, why not? I thought I'd take a little stroll. Oh, I don't think I have an in-tourist guide to spare at the moment. That's okay. I know me way around. So I shall accompany you. I have a car outside. You don't give a bloke a chance to feel lonely, do you? <laughs> this way, Mr. Kane. Walking in winter is not pleasant, Mr. Kane. You can catch a lot of fatal things in a KGB vulgar as well. <laughs> you will not die in my company. Inside. Your body is village. Hey, you didn't ask me where I wanted to go. Oh, I am a mind reader, Mr. Kane. I think... I think that you have a burning desire to see the Kutasov Memorial from the south side near the lake. When things get out of hand, I usually sit tight and wait for a bit of light to break through. Things were right out of hand. But there wasn't much light in Moscow that afternoon. It wasn't snowing, but the clouds were dark and heavy, and I sat there staring gloomily out the window as the driver dawdled over the slippery streets. Baltic was having a lot of fun, but he was the only one. 
Music? Come and see how it ends. You, you, you must not do that, Kane. My reaction was curved in time, but... Yeah, my hands are deadly weapons. Tell me, you like working for the third force? Yes, Kane, it is very satisfying. We employ only the finest agents. So, naturally, one is flattered to be part of such uh, an apparatus. And all the time you've been trying to do me in, haven't you? You have been extremely lucky. Yeah. You could have shot me in the car, you know. Do not be ridiculous. You are the guest of my government. If you were killed by one of us, there would be a terrible... Ah, that's it, isn't it, Voltic? One of us. You are most obscure, Kane. Besides, I'm a busy man. The show has ended and we are... How are you, mate? Ah, I've got something to show you. Look. On the stage, walk. You are going to suffer for this, Kane? Yeah. I thought that little dart was supposed to kill you before you know what happened. If you do not release me, one of my... Do what? Take a shot at us and kill us both. Right, listen up. Stop here. Sasha. Ah, yes, Kane. Who have you? Voltic. Yeah, that's right. He was slivering around backstage. I thought he ought to see this. See what? The end of the story. You've called them all down, have you? That is correct. We have to discuss Harry's death. Quite right. Now, here they come. Hello, Ken. If you think you're going to get away with oh, what you did to Harry... David, you know it wasn't that. Right. I don't know anything of the sort. Company! Company, ladies and gentlemen! Very well. We have something to talk about. Mr. Kane, you had better carry on. Right, all right. Got it. Oh. Now then. I'm sorry Harry died tonight. We all are. What you ought to know is that it was an accident. Accident? That's right, David. I've already told Sasha, haven't I, old thing? That is right. Uh, Mr. Kane, that is my baton you have in your hand. I, I would be grateful if you uh, well, Sasha... I'm not going to do anything with it. Here. No! No, don't point it at me like that! I... Sorry about that, Sasha. <laughs> all right, all right. Ben, that wasn't an accident. All right. Thank you. Was it a Voltic? And what's the matter, mate? Don't you like losing again? Theodore wanted to come home, didn't he? He was the spy in the company. But he'd been a bad boy, and you said he could only come home if he did something special for you. Something none of your third force supermen have managed to do to date. Namely, kill me. You gave him a new conductor's baton with a needle gun inside, didn't you? This is not the end of the story, Kane. Simply the end of another chapter. Oh, that's very rude. He could have said goodbye or something.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.